0: Welcome in, friends. Today I'd like to guide a short meditation practice in opening the heart towards those we dislike. This really goes into the category of loving-kindness meditation or metta meditation. Metta is a a Pali and Sanskrit word for loving-kindness. And today I want to focus specifically on doing this practice towards either people we have Challenges with, struggles with, we're annoyed by, we <laughs> people we dislike, or situations we dislike. So you can take your preference of what you want to work with in the practice. It can be either towards a specific person or a group of people, um, or it can be towards something in your life that's challenging right now that you really wish would just you know vanish or go away. I think either are are useful, and I'm often working with opening my heart shifting my perspective not just towards people that i'm you know having a challenge with whether that's momentary or you know more medium or long-term challenges with someone um and i'm working with things in daily life just things you know i don't like it's too hot it's too cold (laughs) uh you know woke up on the wrong side of the bed all of those kinds of things right uh from you know to obviously we can bring in stronger or more um profound challenges as well, depending on where you are in your practice. So before we do a little bit of um, loving kindness towards someone who is dislikable or a dislikable event or situation, I want to introduce um, some of my thoughts on, on why I think this is even useful. So particularly in the Buddhist traditions, we don't usually reserve loving kindness for only those we like. Actually, we would call this a biased form of loving kindness. I think for a lot of us, it's a starting place. So it's not that it's wrong to practice loving kindness meditation towards ourselves or those we we like. Um, it could be a you know a stepping stone for us, just a starting place. It's not it's not bad, but it also is limiting because we're not applying that same care and kindness, and um, yeah, we're not trying to open our heart towards the wider scope of relationships in our life so this is usually why we include equanimity meditation in in the tibetan traditions at least we include that first we usually put that meditation as a preliminary because that's really working with bias towards three kinds of relationships in our life relationships that are um warm and comforting for us, and therefore we we like we usually like those people more. We we like or enjoy those relationships more. That would be one category. The next category would be the one we're working with today: um, people we dislike because they did something that made us feel uncomfortable or went against something we believe, or or maybe hurt us. Right? That's also possible. And then the third category is um, those we're indifferent towards. So the majority of the world falls into that third category usually because, you know, there's only there's only a limited amount of people we can meet uh, in our lifetime. And uh, most would go into an indifferent category, not because we're, you know, we don't like them just because we don't know them, you know, and, and therefore usually our bias goes towards, um, okay, it's just another person in the world. So what we're doing first in equanimity practice is we're trying to open up a um, wider field of care a field where we can start to see the worth of all beings not just those we're in relationship with actively uh, but those we don't know um, those we may never know so we're starting to include them in our heart we're starting to open our heart of care more now some people might ask why (laughs) maybe for some of you you don't have to ask that question and some people may ask why and I think there's a very simple answer. It's because just as we ourselves want happiness, they also want happiness. It's as simple as that, and usually we're preferencing our happiness first, and then we're preferencing those um we like first, right? And then those we're indifferent towards usually goes into that second category if if you know where our preferences and biases lie, and then of course, those we dislike, you know. Normally, we're not that interested if they're happy or not. Actually, sometimes when we don't like someone, we actually rejoice when they they encounter harm or suffering. And from a Buddhist perspective, of course, this can be harmful to others, but really the one who experiences harm in these states of mind that we're biased towards is us. We're the ones who experience the suffering because we're more closed down. And from a Buddhist perspective, this also adds to our fundamental predicament of what we can call the self enclosure this cocoon we build around ourselves our identities and egos trying to protect um, what we think is self and from a buddhist perspective this is really the fundamental suffering Uh, this is the fundamental predicament that perpetuates all of our suffering from more gross emotional and physical suffering to subtle types of dissatisfaction and pain and suffering. So in one way, it's more intelligent to start to work with our biases of who we include in our field of care, because it also affects us. It affects how we hold ourselves. It affects how we um, obviously interact with others. But just on the level of, you know, in our personal life, our own minds, our own emotions, we usually suffer more the more we're clinging on to our own happiness. We usually also suffer more, the more we're experiencing aversion to a certain person or situation in our life. So you can think about this. It's not a blind belief by any means. It's just something I've thought about. I've chewed on for, for many years as a, a Buddhist practitioner and meditator. And yeah, for me, it's pretty clear. This is, you know, <laughs> this is the process in my daily life. I'm, you know, coming back into my cocoon of self or my self-enclosure. And then I'm practicing meditation in the Dharma to try to open. And, of course, over the years, it allows one to become more open. But I find it more to be a work in progress, not necessarily like something we perfect. Um, I think it's something we just open. And some of us have more challenges in one area, and and some of us have challenges in another area. So we're all different in our relationship to this. But I just wanted to introduce this not just from a um, secular perspective, but also a, a, a Buddhist perspective, that there's a reason for this, because, you know this preoccupation with what we think is self and how we need to provide safety only for this, you know, not thinking of others or thinking of only those we like, this actually perpetuates our our predicament and keeps us locked in a cycle of pain. Um, And it's not immediately obvious what I'm talking about. This is something we have to, you know, reflect on and often we have to bring some studies from uh, Buddhist teachings in but it's incredibly useful when we start to bring this into our life and reflect in these kinds of ways. So without any further ado, um, you all are welcome to meditate with me now, whether you just want to do this to work with a difficult relationship or a challenge you're having in your life, just on a temporary level, or if you're interested in the ideas I was sharing about the self-enclosure and how we can open from that self-enclosure, you know, gradually, um, either of those motivations are welcome. As far as posture goes for meditation, the main thing is to allow your back to rest upright, feet flat on the floor if you're sitting in a chair, or if you're sitting on the ground, finding a posture with the legs crossed, maybe placing something under you that you can sustain for about five or 10 minutes here. And so we'll start by just connecting to the breath, allowing a gentle breath, in and out of the nose. There's no need to inhale more deep than normal, just in the way you normally breathe in and out. And just starting to bring your attention either to the breath passing through the nose at the tip of the nose in and out, or the feeling of the chest and abdomen expanding on the inhalation, contracting on the exhalation. And don't worry if you have thoughts that come and distract you. Just notice when thinking happens and come back to the breath momentarily. I also like to connect my breathing down into my feet as if I'm breathing into my feet on the inhalation and breathing down from my feet into the earth on the exhalation. Here, we're just trying to come into our body, our breath and the present moment. Just as best we can. Like I said, thinking is going to happen. Notice it is thinking and just come back to the breath. But don't push away thoughts. There's no need to do that. Just see if you can bring more attention to breath and body. So as I said a few minutes ago in the introduction to this practice, some of us may wanna start with a person in our life who we already have a sense of care and warmth towards a person in our life that it's easy to arise a sense of warmth, sense of loving kindness towards. Or we can start by working with ourselves. But in this particular meditation I want to guide today, it's really working with a person that's challenging for us, a challenging relationship and or a challenging situation. So just to give you fair warning, this is probably going to be um, uncomfortable. So... I like to mention that because then we can take that into account that, okay, I, I'm ready to work with this. So it takes a little bit of guts, a little bit of um, strong or, or positive intention that I want to work with this. I see the value in this. And then we're willing to face a little bit of uncomfort in bringing to mind a situation or person that we dislike. So I'm going to give some examples of what I might work with in my meditation here. So for me, sometimes um, construction noise where I live is really difficult for me. So when there's loud construction, loud trucks going by my house, I have very... uh, sensitive hearing because I was a musician for a long time so my ears immediately go to what's passing and so this is something that becomes a situation a phenomena you know not necessarily a person but a thing happening that I start to dislike and I start to get tight in my body I start to resist and then similarly maybe the driver of said truck, or a construction worker, where I don't even know the person, but suddenly they moved from the stranger or indifferent category to someone I dislike just because they're doing something that I'm perceiving as dislikable. So this would be you know, an, a, an example that's coming to mind for me. So I want you to reflect on one that's alive for you right now. I recommend if you've never done this before, I recommend do not bring in like, you know, someone who's done something really awful to you or a loved one. There's no need to bring in a traumatic situation here. Just something that was disagreeable, annoyed you. Um, yeah, something like that. And as I said, as we start to reflect on it, we also start to experience in our body and mind, a relationship to it where it's bringing it back into the moment. So one may think, well, why would I ever want to do meditation that brings something uncomfortable in? And we're doing a little bit of more of a mature meditation here, right? I I hope I already made it clear. This is really about opening up to areas of our life that we tend to close down towards. So at some point, if we want to live a happier, more free, more open life, in our emotions and our thoughts, we're going to have to face these kinds of things. Otherwise, we're always closing down into our self-enclosure, what I like, what I don't like, and getting stuck there. So as you bring a situation or person to mind, be light with it. And mainly what we're going to do is we're going to open up a reflection first. So if it's a situation reflecting on the nature of the situation, is this something disagreeable to all people at all times, right? So what we're opening here in this inquiry work is if the situation is permanently disagreeable. It's not changing, it never will change, so it can't change for us. That's the sometimes where our mind gets stuck. But I know for a lot of people, in my example, construction noise doesn't bother them that much. They just go on with their day. You know, Maybe they're used to living in more noisy cities, and it's fine. And the same with a disagreeable person. Is this someone who's disagreeable to everyone all the time? Is it someone nobody likes and that's impossible everyone has someone they deeply care for in their life and are cared for by a family member, a friend son, a daughter, a pet even so if you're working with a disagreeable person, we're opening up the story about them here, we're starting to open up our perspective on the reality of who they are. And maybe if we know them well, we even have moments where we were enjoying their presence. They weren't, you know, someone challenging uh, for us. It wasn't a challenging relationship or it wasn't someone we dislike. It's someone we maybe even cared for at a certain point and who cared for us. So I want you to bring in these memories or I want you to imagine what, it must be like for them with a pet, with a son, a daughter, a cousin, nephew, father, mother. And like I said, this is challenging because our mind usually resists this because it wants to cling to the idea that the person is disagreeable. Or, or in my case, I want to cling to my self-righteousness about, you know, there shouldn't be construction here, blah, 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 right? Right? so notice where you can open and we challenge our own perception and stories and fixation we challenge it gently we're not trying to deny our own experience so this isn't a practice of you know denying our experience or bypassing our experience it's a practice of inquiry opening up other possibilities it doesn't mean our current view needs to go away either. We can hold that view as well, but we're just opening up another one to soften this relationship to what we like or dislike. And in meta or loving kindness practice, we also include phrases of care. What I often find in my practice is it's really useful to open up this inquiry first. But at a certain point, we can start to offer care in the form of a phrase that we repeat silently in our mind towards the person we dislike or situation we dislike. A phrase like, may you be happy, or may you be at ease, or may you be well. You just gently repeat it, sending that energy towards them. Or as we start to open through the inquiry itself, we can feel the coldness and the stagnation starting to shift. And you just allow that feeling to shift in the body. And maybe underneath there, there's a sense of care that can open up. Reflecting that this person wants happiness just like we do. In my case, someone wants to build something. You know, they 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 bought a piece of land and they hired a construction company to build whatever they're building. And maybe they're building a hospital. I don't know. So sometimes our own ideas and beliefs about something limit the reality. But most of all, we have to start to open this sense that We are the most important person in the world. And when we're opening this, it doesn't mean we're not valuable. It doesn't mean we're not worthy. We're not any more worthy or less worthy than the situation or person we're working with. But we start to come into a sense of equanimity and then loving kindness. That just as I want happiness, I want them to be happy too just as i want quiet and no construction around my dwelling they also want to build something so who's right whose whose purpose is more worthy or valuable both are and similarly with another person doesn't mean we have to like their beliefs or that maybe their beliefs are, are are actually harmful but what they're looking for underneath is peace. What they're looking for is happiness, even though they might be going about it a way we don't agree with, or that actually does cause harm. So again, we're not bypassing anything here. We're just recognizing the basic worth of ourself and the other, and that we both want happiness. And we can share that happiness So we'll just take a few more moments either to send loving kindness through a phrase, like may you be happy, may you be well, or just allowing our bodies and stuck ideas, beliefs, and perceptions to shift. Just allowing the openness to take place and sharing that openness as a space to include the other. That they're included in the world. They're included. They're worthy of happiness. They're worthy of love, just like we are. when you're ready you can gently open the eyes just continuing with that connection to breath connection to feet connection to the earth or ground below you okay so thanks so much for practicing with me um i very much appreciate you staying till the end here if you're uh, either watching this on YouTube or listening on Spotify or iTunes in my podcast. And um, yeah, let me know how the practice went for you. I really appreciate uh, comments on YouTube or, you know, drop a like if you enjoyed this. And if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes uh, or somewhere else, uh, drop me a line on my website at scotttusa.com. Let me know how uh, this practice went for you. So I know that this practice can be quite challenging. So I really appreciate you sticking in there with me. And um, that's about it. Thanks so much.